Another podcast for you, Joel Radio. Got Layla with me today. Hello. Hi, Layla. Hi. We have not heard from you in a long time. I need to know what's going on with you. Well, you kind of kicked me off the show there. (laughs) Did I kick you off the show? No. (laughs) Bye. It was. Yep, this will be your last show. <laughs> Did not, I don't think that ever came up. <laughs> well, we had Movie Mania with Jason. Yep. And then, uh, and then you know, we lost Bill Hildebrand, and I didn't do a show for a long time. Yeah. And then uh, now we're back with you. We are. And we got tons of movies and TV things here. Yeah, we have. Quite in fact, a list. I've I've written down. <laughs> we have a list in front of us of thirty movies and television shows that we would like to talk about today. However, we will not be doing all 30. And I feel like there's probably some missing. There could be some missing, but yeah. I try to update this as we watch stuff. Yeah. I go into the Google document and go, I'm going to update and say, oh, we watch this show and we watch this and then we watch that. And, and then you look at the list and go. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. And meanwhile, but I think I, with the I one or two exceptions, myself. you did see these. But anyway. Um, but, but I corrected myself because there's one I looked at and I go, I didn't see that. I go, oh, yes, I did. <laughs> okay. But before all that, yeah, uh, do you, I mean, we talked about Bill last week. You weren't here, but I did mention the story about you know the last time I saw Bill, which was that dinner we had with him and mm-hmm. his girlfriend. And yeah. uh, do you have any memories of Bill? Obviously, you didn't know him uh, I didn't nearly him as that much. Yeah, I only, you know, met him a few times, and uh-huh. he was always very nice to me. And yeah, funny and. Very complimentary of me. Yeah, a great guy, and he really liked you, and we would talk about you, and, uh, yeah, you know, he was, really liked you. I was glad we got that last dinner with Yeah, him. it's not in retrospect to know that, boy, yeah. we had this last dinner. If you didn't hear the story, you know, we had we were trying to literally get rid of a gift, gift card, card that I won. That Layla won on the radio, even yeah. though you answered only one of the three questions. I uh, no, I answered... <laughs> You know what? How I'm, many did you answer? I answered four of the five. Four of the five. Okay, so that was pretty good. It's just been a while. You're an asshole. I'm not. Come on now. <laughs> this is my show. Can't say that about me on my own show. Get the Layla show and call me an asshole. This is my Layla show. Layla Radio. This oh, Layla no. Radio now. Sorry. <laughs> Probably the title of the show this week. Um, oh, you want to do that? Yeah. Is they be excited to have Layla Radio? Yeah. Um. But anyway, so, yeah, we had that. That was a nice memory. And, of course, you know, we were trying to get rid of this gift card, and then Bill picked up the check. It was great. We were also um, celebrating your second vaccination. So mm-hmm. this is months and months ago now. And as we're recording the show, they are lifting all of the, uh, you know, restrictions. As of tomorrow. As of tomorrow. And uh, so, tech, in theory, we are done with the pandemic here in the state of Michigan. How's that feel? I'll wait and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you never know with our right. governor and just, I mean, could there be a very, because I was listening to this 
doctor on a different podcast. The India variant? Uh, yeah, yeah, just if you could, you could get a variant in theory that could break through the vaccines that mm -hmm. we have. So the vaccines have been very effective. Mm -hmm. I'm also going to pat myself on the back. Of course you are. And say that the way to beat, which I said uh, months and months ago with Steve Miller, was you give the vaccine to everyone who wants it and you will actually make a dent in the pandemic numbers. Mm -hmm. And of course, they refused to do that. And so as we were giving the vaccine to everybody 65 and older and telling everyone else they couldn't have it, we had another giant outbreak and closed things down again. Right. Um, but since we've done that, since we've done uh, my common sense approach to <laughs> giving out the vaccines, things are getting back to normal. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's really pretty tremendous. I mm -hmm. mean, it, it's great. And some people are worried about not having to, you know, you don't have to, it's not required that you wear a mask in most places now. Yep. And some people are like, I'm still wearing my mask. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying, how about, I, for me personally, I trust the science and I'm not wearing my mask for the most part. And originally you said you were still going to wear it. But, you know, things change and that's, that's kind of the thing, you know, with this but whole like, thing. Once you know you don't have to. Yeah. Especially now with it being summer and mm -hmm. it's hot. Yeah. It's nice to not have to wear it, one. It's nice to not have to wear one. And it's also like, am I in close contact with people who aren't vaccinated? Right. And the answer right now is no. Right. You know, I People, know our inner circle is very, they're all right. vaccinated. And, you know, even at the Comedy Castle, all of the Comedy Castle employees have been vaccinated. Mm -hmm. We we did a vaccine photo, a vaccinated photo shoot that uh, they will be uh, sort of announcing that our staff is no longer wearing masks because we are all vaccinated. Okay. We've been wearing a mask for the last couple of weeks, even though it wasn't required for right. the customers. Uh, but yeah, at the Comedy Castle, we are not wearing masks on staff as of uh, this week. So um, that'll be nice because that's a hard job. Yeah. Well, medical field, we're still having to wear them. You're still having to wear them. And I know that like mm -hmm. even the governor is still requiring them in like long term care facilities and those kind of places. Yeah. But we're getting that. We're getting there. We're getting there. And we're hoping that uh, Layla and I have a vacation coming up and we are hoping that we can get on an airplane without a mask. I don't know if I'm comfortable <laughs> with that. We talked about that already. Well, I'm but it, again, it's also like how close of contact are you going to have with people? A lot, because you're stuck in this little airplane yeah. with all this people sneezing, coughing. And... Yeah, probably. Yeah. What if the airplane's not too busy? What if it's not like full of people? It would depend on. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's a thing, you know. Yeah. So it's it's an evolving thing, but we hope everybody got their vaccinations and it wasn't too bad. And I'm still, of course, I'm still waiting for the uh, <laughs> the AstraZeneca vaccine to be uh, approved. That's the one that I took. And it is still not approved in the United States, even though it is, I think, the, the most popular vaccine in Canada and the U.K., well, Canada's trying to get our overflow. Of yeah, well, because we're, they don't have enough. Yeah, our demand is is long. And there's also a, a minor controversy here uh, in the last couple of weeks in Bruce Springsteen fandom world. Oh, wherein I don't keep up with that. Well, let me explain. And even though it doesn't affect me because I'm not going, but Bruce Springsteen on Broadway is returning to Broadway. Right. They're requiring a vaccination to enter the theater. Oh. New York is actually very strict. In fact, the state of New York is actually doing the digital passport where your vaccine will be on your phone and you'll need to show it, Oh, which is very weird to me in a sense that like, well, when the pandemic's over, why are we still showing vaccines? 
You know what I mean? Like if the va- if if we have some sort of herd immunity, why would you need it? But anyway, so this because Bruce has come back, it's the first Broadway show. It actually starts next week. They said that it has to be a, you know, United States CDC approved vaccine, which AstraZeneca is not one of those. And they so basically, if you were AstraZeneca, you could not go to Bruce Springsteen on Broadway. So you wouldn't have been able to go. I would not have been able to go. But the Bruce fans got uh, started writing emails and telling these people, hey, you know, there's Canadians and Brits who are in the United States who want to go see the show. Right. And they basically said that because it is approved by the World Health Organization, the who, the the who, <laughs> not Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey, but the World Health Organization has approved AstraZeneca, that they have now backpedaled and said that AstraZeneca recipients are welcome at Bruce Springsteen on Broadway. Isn't that nice? That is good. It's a nice happy ending. Yeah. Unless you bought Springsteen on Broadway tickets and aren't going. But that's, I don't know who that would be. Oh, and lost money selling. But let's move on with the show. You well, ready to move on? I'm pretty sure that's. Are you ready to move room. on? Look, I okay, I just got excited <laughs> that I could get tickets, and then when I looked at our trip and my finances, I said I can't go to Bruce Springsteen. I would love to take you. Yeah, it plays through September. Maybe we'll go. Okay. Winky, 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 winky. Okay. You will sleep on a nine-hour car ride, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I would drive. I would drive to New York. Honestly, by the time you park your car for the amount of time we actually we would only be there. I don't know. Let's move on with the okay. show. Okay, we'll talk the about that The audience doesn't care. We got a cool vacation coming up. Which do you want to say where we're going? Miami, Miami Beach, baby. We're going. So yeah. I'm excited. I told Joel all I want to do is sit at the pool or the beach yeah. and drink and do nothing. And we found a place that will let yeah. us do exactly that. Yes. The world famous Fountain Blue Hotel, which is a national his place of like the historic registry. It was the it was in the movie Goldfinger. It's where the lady was painted gold. If you've seen Goldfinger, and uh, he's looked up all the movies, I have, and he makes me watch all the scenes. Jerry Lewis in. in the Bellboy was shot at the Fountain Blue. Amongst the, I haven't gotten to Police Academy 5 assignment <laughs> Miami Beach yet, but I will be watching that because that takes place at the Fountain Blue, as do scenes in Scarface with Al Pacino. So I'm going to try to get through these. We got a little bit of time before Miami, you and we'll do well, I, we will. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. In the meantime, mm-hmm. well, one more thing before we get into movies and TV shows, unless you have anything that you want to cover, but... No, I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, the advanced comedy class. Oh yeah, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle, July tenth. You can sign up for the advanced comedy class. This is for comedians and people who have been uh, doing comedy for a little bit. If you've done the beginner class at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle with Bill Bouchard, you're welcome to take the advanced comedy class. If you want to do the, uh, if you've done comedy for a year or so. And can do seven good minutes. I think you'd be a great candidate to be in the advanced comedy class. I want to say that I'm so proud of the the last group that graduated and the group before that since we've been through the pandemic. Because so many of them have actually uh, you know worked really hard, gotten good, listened to what I'm teaching them. Mark Ridley, uh, our owner and booker, saw what these students were doing. A lot of them have been booked to be weekend 
MCs host at the Comedy Castle, so they're going to be getting paid to do comedy at the Comedy Castle because they did my class and they did well. So or that could you be just you. Date him for three years and you get really <laughs> funny anyhow. <laughs> Layla is ready to perform comedy at the Comedy Castle. I am the Comedy Castle MC <laughs> for one of your showcases. Oh, that one, yeah, because we lost the me. MC on that. But listen, in due time. Yeah. In due time. You'll let me? Probably not, but you never know. <laughs> never say never. Well, if you're a big hit on Joel Radio. I am a big hit. You are. Actually, people do love you on the show. I have yeah. to say that. I, I talk to people and they go, boy, Layla's so good on the show. You know, last year when we weren't inviting anyone over because everyone got COVID, right. basically, that was coming in here. And I was like, I'm not getting COVID. So mm-hmm. um, doesn't it feel good that we didn't get COVID? Yeah. That was, that's nice. Mm-hmm. That's a nice feeling. No one in our families. No, not immediate our, family. Or, I did have my best friend did get it. Yeah. Um, but she's okay. Right, and a lot of our my comedian friends got it, and yeah. some of my students and former students got it. But yeah, most people, uh, you know, in our very inner circle, were free of it, which was mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. So anyway, let's move on to what what the agenda is today, okay. and that is movies and TV shows that we've been watching literally since April. <laughs> two months of stuff that we got to get through. We've got a gigantic list of stuff. And I think what we should do, uh, and I kind of map this out with you, is we're going to start with movies in theaters, and then we'll kind of jump back and forth and pick movies? the stuff that we'd like. Oh, yeah, okay. Because we've seen three sort of summer movies. Yeah. And in fact, we started on Memorial Day weekend by going back to the theater. Our first trip back to the theater was to see a movie called A Quiet Place to... Part two, I guess, is what it was called officially. I don't know. John Krasinski directed. Uh, oh, Emily did he Blunt. Yeah, he directed. Hmm. Emily Blunt starred. He directed the first one. Oh. Starred in the first one. You, you, you might have seen uh, Quiet Place 1 and go, oh, John Krasinski can't be in Quiet Place 2. One of the smart things they did is they show you, and this is... You know, don't very, ruin no, 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 no. The very beginning of the movie is a flashback to the beginning yeah. of like, how did these alien creatures land? And oh, you see started. that. And it's actually maybe the best part of the movie, in my opinion, Yes, was I the agree. beginning of it. It was really great. And you see John Krasinski and everybody running away from these aliens. Really good stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a fine... I liked A Quiet Place a lot. Mm-hmm. I liked A Quiet Place Part 2 as well. Although I will say, sort of by the ending, I was kind of like, okay, this is just another one of these kind of alien movies. Yeah. But it was cool. Um, our theatrical experience, not great. My God, that was probably one of the worst ones we've had. Explain uh, to everybody at home what happened in the theater. Now, this is a 4 p.m. show. Okay, well, let's start with... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm the bad guy yes, in this one. Yes. I forgot. Let's, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we're going to do this. Let's do it then. So let's start with that. I said, okay, but let's go to Birmingham. <laughs> Imagine. Because it's just a nicer area. Because well, the sure. Royal Oak one yeah. can get a little rough. It can get a little rowdy. Yeah. But we're seeing a movie at four o'clock right. in the afternoon. And I figured how rowdy would this be? Decided to buy tickets <laughs> okay. without me. I did. And made the decision for uh-huh. what day and time. Yes. And sure enough, mm-hmm. we had two rows in the very front of the theater. Yeah. 
standing and talking. Yes. In the and middle of moving the movie. around, coming and going, moving seats, oh. having a, one one guy stood and had a conversation like stood, with somebody sitting down for over five minutes. Right, just stood there, straight stood up. there, straight up, and we were relatively close to the screen, which is another, yeah. you know, because the reason I got excited is like, hey, this is the biggest screen in Michigan at the Imagine Royal Oak, mm-hmm. and we would go to this thing and have these great seats because I looked, and they're going to socially distance everybody, and then these people showed up and decided. They were going to play musical chairs throughout the entire movie and, and talk. And then the people behind us were talking. Yeah, people behind us were talking. And, like, this is an 85-minute movie. It's not hard to sit there. And, you know, of course, it's a quiet place. Like, the movie is very quiet. Right. It's not like it was loud that these people couldn't be heard. Mm-hmm. They could be heard. Everything they did, they could be heard. Right. So it was very annoying. And you got me in the middle of it. I'll pull my head away a little bit going... <coughs> Yes, there's some and, throat clearing going Joel's on. And Joel's like looking at me. <laughs> it's better than saying, sit your ass down. Yeah, I just said, let's not. Who knows? Everybody is just now going back to the movies. People clearly had lost. Not that necessarily these people ever had it, but whatever whatever courtesy that people used to have for going out to a public place, I think has been lost in a lot of ways over the it lockdown. If things got people. Yeah. And patience. Yes. Everything has diminished mm. quite a bit. Yeah. So, you know, that that was uh, kind of a tough experience. I mean, you, you liked the movie, right? I mean, yeah, it was fine. You're not a big horror movie person. No. And although this isn't exactly a horror movie, a lot of jump scares, a lot of things jumping out at you and I loud noises and that. Yeah. But they did a good job with it. I like, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a Quiet Place 3 and we'll probably watch it. So? but. I don't know. They make these things make a lot of money. I would really hope not, though. Yeah. Because I feel like it would just kind of be. Because hmm. sometimes you get too many in and it's just. What if they took a quiet place and like set it somewhere else and had different characters or something? Or does that not make you? No, you're not interested because you want Emily Blunt. And well, it's going to be the same stuff. kind of concept. Yeah. Well, that's the idea. You take that concept and you set it somewhere else. They do that sometimes. Yeah, but, but... see, to me, that's boring. Okay. Because I've seen it. Yeah. I've been there, done that. Well, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think we enjoyed it. I mm-hmm. wish our theatrical experience was better in going back to the theater. So imagine theaters. And if you're listening to this, you need to do better. Have some ushers walk those rows. Yeah, no one came no in. No one ever came in, in that we saw theater. that ever checked. Maybe they did, but we never saw anybody. I'm you know, we... That. We, uh, you know, that was my job in high school in that, mm-hmm. you know, I used to go and walk down. They used to say, Hey, you know, every 30 minutes, at least somebody needs to be in that theater. Right. Because you're not only looking at like, are people walking around and talking and making noise? You're looking at the film, seeing if it looks nice on the screen, you're listening to it. Mm-hmm. And you know, if it's too hot or too cold, all those things, when you have your staff go through and check the theater, those are all things they could be checking for. But yeah, but right now, no one, they're having a hard time having staff. They are. But you know what? You let me run that Imagine Theater. Why don't you go try to do that? Maybe I will. Don't get loud with me. <laughs> it's my show. Really? I'll turn your headphones down if you'd like. You just got loud. I did get loud. I know. That's for the sake of the audience. Mm-hmm. They know I'm enthused about what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm passionate about making your movie theater run well. Damn it. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on. 
because they're also doing they're still doing the thing where movies that are in the theater you can watch at home Mm -hmm. there's a couple different ways to do that we've done a couple of these we watched cruella on disney plus via whatever access they premiere access you pay i think it's 30 dollars to watch cruella at home instead of going to the theater this is the uh, sort of the origin story of uh, Cruella DeVille from the 101 Dalmatians movie. Emma Stone uh, plays Cruella. Mm-hmm. Uh, young Cruella. I forget what her name is. She has another name. But you see the backstory. I felt like this was a little bit of that Joker movie that came bit. out. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, we're going to tell you how the Joker became the Joker. We're going to tell you how Cruella became Cruella DeVille. Um, they spent a lot of money on this movie. Yeah, You can tell. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I was a little disappointed. Kind of a lousy movie. I mean, I wouldn't call this like a bad movie. No. But it it's almost like now as we're talking about it, it's almost hard to remember it. It was very forgettable. Yeah. Like, and I love Emma Stone. Yeah. Emma Stone's great. And she was really good in this. And Emma Thompson. Yes. As sort of her boss or her kind of the, sort of the villain. It was kind of missing something. It just wasn't that good i don't know it just just, because they want to keep it kid friendly because it is disney disney it is 101 dalmatians adjacent and Mm -hmm. they want to do that but yeah i mean they put this a lot of great actors in there paul walter hauser who we love a bunch of good stuff we love him yeah richard jewell Oh, yeah. He's okay. from Michigan. Yeah. Love- Up north. Yes. Yeah. Paul Walter Hauser. He's a comedian. I don't know their names. <laughs> he's great. And he's a great actor. But again, this movie, and, you know, they tried to say, like, hey, this takes place in, like, the 70s. So we'll do this rock and roll soundtrack in London. You know, it's in London. And we'll do all this. But, boy, it just doesn't add up to a whole lot. Yeah. It's it looks great. They put a lot in the design. It was beautiful. Good actors, the whole thing. And yes, it is the origin story of Cruella Deville, and you see all that. But why does she not like Dalmatians? You'll find out if you watch this movie. But at the end of the day, you don't even know why she doesn't like Dalmatians. I'm saying no. that, and you're kind of rolling your eyes, like really, right? Like yeah, yeah. I can't do. say why. No. Okay. Do you remember sort of the beginning of the movie? Yes, what happens? I know why. And the Dalmatians sort of yes. were responsible, and that's yes. why she doesn't like them. I know. There but, you go. But in the end, <laughs> I don't really see her not liking them. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Well, she wants to make in the hundred one Dalmatians. What she wants to make a jacket out of the puppies, right? right. Isn't that the theory? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What a horror! And again, it's also that thing, that same Disney stuff. With the dead parents and all of that, the orphan. It's that same story. You know, I'm not going to, I can't do the best job of explaining that. All right. I don't, but it's sort of like if they take a child cannot be vulnerable to have an adventure or a story if they have parents. So you have to take the parents away from them in order to make the children vulnerable which is very weird but it's it's sort of like people look you can go watch youtube videos about this or read essays online about it but that's basically the gist of it why not make it where the parents encourage them to take adventures yeah well there's that too but you know why, like the parents shouldn't always have to die i well but how do they let the, then how do they let the kids go do this or that or whatever i mean some of the pixar movies they've tried to sort of get around that a little bit by having 
you know, like I think it was was it Inside Out where everything was happening in her head, it. and yeah, I don't know. It, it's it, they've sort of woken up to the fact that all of these things have a blueprint, and it's kind of the same thing with different characters, and certainly this is as well. But they've also tried moving away from it, but then here they just fell right back into it. I don't know. It's it's a weird thing, but it wasn't a great movie. Emma Stone's good. Emma Thompson's good, but it's not a great movie. It's certainly not worth <laughs> paying the premiere access fee for it. You know, look, if you go to the movies, because that's the other thing about premiere access versus going, you know, to charge $30 to stay at home. And, and, you know, the argument could be made, you know, on Disney's part or whatever. Well, like this is cheaper than going to the movies. You got to take, you know, mom, dad and two kids to the movies. That's more than $30 plus your monthly Disney plus subscription, mm -hmm. you know. But the thing about going to the movies is you get comfortable chairs, you get a big giant screen, you get a great sound system, all of those advantages you don't have. Now, we have great stuff. You get and, the darker room. Yeah, I mean, we have nice ways to watch movies here. We got nice TVs and yeah. sound systems, but, you know, not everybody does. And I think, you know, it's part of the theatrical experience. And you see it with other people, which can enhance the laughter if everyone's laughing or everyone's or make it worse or make it worse but we don't know because we didn't go to Corella in the theater we watched it at home but you shouldn't bother if this if you have disney plus and this comes on disney plus which it probably will by the fall sometime and you want to watch it and turn your brain off It'll or put the kids in front of it oscar you think so no nah, i don't think this is very good who knows you never know disney throws their money around they can get oscar nominations well, speaking of Oscar nominations, the next movie, which is also in the theaters that we're going to talk about, is was considered a big Oscar Contender. player. And, and I guess in some categories, it still might be. But uh, In the Heights, which, uh, you know, uh, came out on HBO Max as a uh, what do you call that? They just do that when it's in the theater. Yeah, for the month. Yeah, they say, hey, this thing is in theater, and we'll show it for a month at home on HBO Max if you mm -hmm. subscribe. Because, you know, with COVID, all of the, the kind of the Warner Brothers movies um, came out this way, and this was the next one of them. Lin-Manuel Miranda, who made Hamilton, this was his first Broadway show mm -hmm. that they've made into a film. It's about Washington Heights and the residents of Washington Heights and a young man who... Is falling in love and but has a dream of moving to the Dominican Republic. And uh boy, should I get the cast of In the Heights? Are they gonna be even known? There wasn't a lot of famous people in In the Heights, no. I wouldn't say. It was kind of unknowns. So I'm yeah. Let's go through the cast here. Um but again I thought it was pretty good. But I like musicals. Yes, you do like musicals. And I think the musical sequences look pretty good. Mm -hmm. Like, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. I thought that the movie drags. It's there's, certainly a little bit too long. There's parts that they could have just done without. Yeah. And now they're also uh, being criticized. The The lead was uh, Anthony Ramos was the lead. And Leslie Grace. And then his buddy was this guy, Corey Hawkins, who I had seen in... Uh, um. The Dr. Dre. He was Dr. Dre in oh, Straight Outta Compton. Um, Jimmy Smith is in this movie, 
as oh, one of the yeah, local yeah. business He's owners. Probably the most famous guy yeah. in it. And I think some of these, uh, Mark Antony has a very small role in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think some of these other people are maybe famous in the Spanish speaking community. Maybe we don't know who they are. But anyway, um, the musical numbers I thought were good. I thought the story dragged out. Um, I think seeing this in the theater might be cool on a really big screen with great yeah. sound and all that. You might enjoy it. Maybe more than seeing it on your TV at home. Yeah, kind of dancing the... Um, but here's my thing. Yeah. And I enjoyed Hamilton. We watched that on Disney+. Plus. It was mm-hmm. good. Um, and we saw that documentary, the uh, Freestyle Love Supreme documentary. You were that a big fan really of that, mm-hmm. which is where they were all doing that before In the Heights. But anyway, um, you know, to me, La La Land, which came out now about five years ago, I guess now. I don't know. I didn't like it. I think La La Land. We were I not know. dating. I know. We're going to watch funny. La La Land again. I think La La Land is the sort of the modern musical standard. You have to be better than La La Land, or at least as good as La La Land, to be considered a great musical nowadays. And this was no La La Land. This was not as good. So. Okay. Uh, in that respect, I would say if you really like musicals, go ahead and watch this, but. I wouldn't say as a film that this is a great film. No. I think it's a decent musical. I, I you know, um, I watched some of the making of it, and yeah, it was cool the way they made it. That pool scene was really good. Yeah. And, you know, they did the, but, you know, they did the characters dancing on the walls and stuff, and mm-hmm. I, I kind of turned to you and went, like, that looks fake. And it, well, I mean, it is fake, and but, you know, it, it did look yeah, fake. so, you know, to me, and then, you know, the, he's getting criticized because there weren't enough black people in this i say black because i want to call them african-american because dominicans can be black a lot of dominicans are black mm-hmm. you know they have dark skin and so they're actually from of african descent and there's very few of them in the movie and this guy uh benny again played by Corey hawkins is supposed to be Jamaican. He doesn't really have a Jamaican accent. So, you know. He was Jamaican? Yeah. Well, there's at one point. Well, I only know that because they were doing a dance number where people have their flags. Yeah. And there's Puerto Rican flags and Dominican flags. And he grabs the Jamaican flag. Oh. And he's, but see, you wouldn't even know. I didn't even know. Yeah, notice I that. noticed that. And I go, oh, he's supposed to be Jamaican. Yeah, he was told. I just thought he <laughs> yeah. was like American yeah. from New York. Yeah, well. Interesting. He's Jamaican. In the Heights, what do you say? Should people watch this or no? I mean, it, there's no harm in it. I mean, it's it's a cute movie. It's, yeah, if you have HBO Max, you have about a month to watch yeah. this. So you got another couple weeks left. I don't left. know if I'd pay yeah. to go see it. Yeah, but maybe the big screen experience for people, if you like it, yeah, could be good. Could be a good thing for you. I would have been okay to go to the movie and see it yeah. before I had seen it. Yeah, but since we got it at home, we have HBO Max, let's mm-hmm. just do that. All right, now at this point, uh, and, and if you want to go first, we can do movies, we can do TV shows. We'll we'll do another you know hour roughly here of these and okay. get them go because there's a lot of good TV stuff. We saw a couple good movies too, but I mean, do you want to pick one and start with it? Am I TV? Anything you want. Anything on the list. Ooh. Because, boy, I, 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 I think there's one that we can recommend to everybody, but you go ahead. Do you want to start with that? Or do you want me just to pick something? Pick one that you recommend. That I recommend. Yeah. What should people do? Come on. Uh, stop laughing. Why? 
Starstruck. Starstruck. That is on HBO Max. Yeah, that was good. Tell people about Starstruck. Oh, I hate when you do that. Well, I, I'm going to pull up the cast because I do not know the names of these well, people. Well, because they're not from here. Right. So they're they're in England, right? Yes. And then, but she's new. She's from New Zealand. Yes. Okay. So it's about Rose Matafeo is the actress, an, comedian, just a normal comedian average, actress talking Go. over me. Take it from here. Are you gonna talk? No. Okay. Um, just an average girl's out with her friends, meets this guy. They hook up, find out that, ow, that. Uh, <laughs> Come on. Get it together, so, Layla. Sorry, that uh, he's actually a famous actor, and it's just kind of their their little story of how back and forth mm-hmm. and all their yeah. trials and tributes and. Yeah, it's really cute and it's funny, and she's so she's so relatable. Like you mm-hmm. feel like you see yourself. She in her. she created the movie or the series. Oh, you know. did she? Yeah, she co-wrote all of them, and uh, um, she um, yeah, because she's a comic. She has an, she has an HBO comedy special that you can watch on mm-hmm. HBO Max. Yep. Uh, and Starstruck is on HBO Max. Um, she said it was kind of her take on like a Bridget Jones's diary. And yeah, I could see that, yeah. but in like modern time, yeah. And- and she, she's really funny. She is very funny. And yeah. like, I felt like I could see myself in her. Yeah. Well, it's got kind of that. Um, it's a romantic comedy. There's been a bunch of these that and yeah. we like most of these. But, you know, it's got elements of stuff like Girls and Broad City in it. And, you know, a lot of these other kind of shows we like and some of the especially the British shows, um, mm-hmm. you know, and we've talked about these in the past, like some of them on HBO Max. Pure is like this flea bag. Certainly you get kind of a vibe there. Yeah. Um, but she's her own thing. You know, she is, she is her own, uh, creation, I think, her own character. And it, it's really funny. And the guy who plays the movie, uh, Tom Kapoor, I thought did a good job too. Yeah. Because you kind of see the movie season and at one point you see like he made some bad action movie and, you know, like he's supposed to date the co-star and he doesn't really want to date the co-star. He's kind of hung up on her. And, right. you know, she's got she's a nanny. And then she is also works in a movie theater and has kind of these, you know, she has this wacky flatmate. And, you know, there's whole thing. It's 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 really a cute show. Really easy to watch. Six half hour episodes. I really um, wish there was more. Well, they're making a second season. I know. And Rose has a movie that came out last year that we need to watch, too, yes. called Baby Done. Which got good reviews. So okay. it's about her having a baby. Uh-huh. So we'll be watching that soon. And we'll and talk about that on the comedy. next show. It's comedy, yes. Romantic comedy. Right up your alley. Yeah. All the things that you like. So I'll cry. <laughs> well, you did cry. You know what? That movie that you cried on is not even on the list, but I'm going to add it to the what bottom. What was that called? Together, Together. Oh. That was good too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. Ed Ed Helms. Oh yeah. Yeah. Really Patty good. Harrison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a good movie. I cried like a baby. Together for together. For no reason. Yeah, it's a good movie. He he gets a surrogate. Uh Ed Helms wants a baby. He's a little older. Doesn't in a relationship gets a and He just wants a baby. Gets a surrogate and uh Patty Harrison plays that surrogate. And then they kind of fall in love mm-hmm. as the baby comes. Or do they? Or do they break up horribly at the end of the movie, Layla? Why are you so dramatic? I just want people to get excited to watch Together Together, which you can rent at home now, I believe. Oh, so, can you? Yeah, watch that. Yeah, you rent it on your streaming service. Nice. Or your, you know, your Amazon Prime or whatever. But yeah, I agree. Starstruck, really good. 
All right, let me give you one. Although I kind of gave you together together. Yeah, you just did. My thing that everybody would like. My turn. It's your turn now? (laughs) Just kidding. Damn you. (laughs) I make up the rules and I get aced out. All right, so I'm going to do two, then you do one, then I'll do two. Okay. No. (laughs) See how this works, people? Story of my life. The show that everyone will like, again, if you have HBO Max, we've already talked about In the Heights, you got Starstruck on there. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about another great show, but everybody that I know that watched it, has loved it, is Hacks on HBO Max. I did not think that's where you were going. Hacks is terrific. It was. It was everyone will love it. It's a comedy about a older female comedian, think a Joan Rivers type. Or and actually, I guess it starts with the young lady. Or me? Or me? <laughs> or me? How dare you? I didn't know if you'd hear that under your... Ah! Your I wish talking. I didn't. I just Breaking gotta, up my flow. I just gotta keep you grounded. I gotta, I gotta flow to this show, babe. I gotta do it. I gotta get my description out before I lose the thought. <laughs> I guess because I'm an old comic. But here's the point. Uh, Gene Smart pays the aging comedian in Vegas... And her career is kind of on the wane. And this young comedy writer from L.A. who uh, I guess got canceled via Twitter. She wrote something on Twitter. I, I forget if they describe it in the show or not. They do. I forget what it was, but it'd be yeah. another reason for you guys to watch it. Uh, played by Hannah Einbender, who I had not seen before, but she's a comedian of some note. And uh, uh, Lorraine Newman is her mother in real life. Do you know who Lorraine Newman was? She was the original Saturday Night Live cast member from the 70s. Oh. She kind of looks like Lorraine Newman, too, a little bit. But anyway, she's really good as this kind of young train wreck, bisexual writer. And her agent says, well, I'm going to I got a job for you. You're going to go and work with this old comedian, Deborah Vance, out in Vegas. And you have that whole kind of fish out of water, mm-hmm. young L.A. hipster in Vegas, the, the, the Vegas battle axe comedian who does the same act every night being told to freshen up her stuff by the young comedy writer. And you have this generational conflict. It's really funny and really, really well done. It looks amazing. Uh, it's just so it's so believable that she really is. I mean, they do lots of sort of flashback to old comedy clips where they kind of put her face on. And you were talking about that. How yeah. did you think that was weird? Or you thought they did it really well? or um, At times it was really well. And then at other times it was really off yeah but i mean they kind of put her on like old tv shows that people will know kind of do establish her um as this legendary comedian Mm -hmm. uh paul w downs plays the agent jimmy he also created the show and is one of the co-writers so he's from something else well we watched broad city with him he was the gym guy oh yeah in broad city okay and he was also one of the lead writers on broad city so if you like broad city Mm-hmm. here's uh, another thing from him, and it's just as good as Broad City, if not better. I really, really enjoyed Hacks. Uh, as a comic, there's a lot of stuff that seemed very relatable, and um, I just think anyone who, uh, you know, uh, likes a great comedy that's, you know, that has some heart to it, that has uh, some some real-life stuff in there. And, of course, you know, she's got her assistant, and he's got some drama, and her daughter's kind of a mess, and that's there's some funny stuff with her in there. Mm-hmm. And this guy, Christopher McDonald, who you're going, who the hell is that? Nope, he's he's a guy that everybody knows. Yeah, even if you don't know his name, you'll know him. He plays the hotel owner, the kind of the skeevy Steve Wynn type. 
and okay. he's really good. So there's I'm a lot gonna of good say stuff something, and I don't mean it in a bad way. Yeah, but there's something about him that reminds me of Bob. <laughs> Bob Phillips, yeah, our f- comedian friend. Yeah, well, he's always in a suit and he's kind of slick. Just and like, <laughs> yeah, like there's this a Bob Phillips energy about yeah. this character on Hacks. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I see him, that's kind of Marty. Yeah, owner of the Palmetto Casino, the fictional casino. But uh, yeah, Hacks is really good. You guys should watch it mm-hmm. if you have HBO. Another reason to get HBO Max. Not that we don't talk about HBO Max all the time. Not that we're not going to talk about another show <laughs> that's on HBO Max that is also great that you might talk about next. I don't know, but it's up to you, Layla. You go ahead. Well, we'll just stick to HBO Max. We'll just stick to HBO Max. And I'm going to go with the Friends reunion. Oh, oh, boom. That's not where I thought you were going. <laughs> I got to keep you on your toes. What'd you think of the Friends reunion? Um, it was okay. It was fine. It was good. People like were going nuts over it. Yeah. I didn't get that from it. No. I mean. It wasn't worth going. Like people were, oh, this is the most anticipated thing. People were buying HBO Max just for that. You know what? I, I thought it was well done. Yeah. Because I think. The thing that they did where they played clips and then they brought them back to the sets. That was Some cool. of it was done with a little bit of an audience. Some of it was just them on a set. Mm-hmm. I thought was good because I think if they had tried to make just a thing with audience, it wouldn't be as no. good. If they had tried to make like, a hey, re- a real like episode of Friends that or like a Friends work. movie, that wouldn't, that wouldn't have worked either because no. they're all so much older. Um, obviously, a lot of people talking about Matthew Perry and what he looked and you kind know, of sounded and like. Really, and I have to say, yeah, I kind of felt bad for him, though. But I mean, because I, I want to believe that he really had tooth issue. Yeah, that was the story going around was that he had emergency dentistry that hours before they taped the reunion. Yeah. And it was kind of like, well. And you can see that because he's not really talking that much. And then when he talks, he's kind of slurry. And But if his mouth is numb. Well, they've said that he had. Well, first of all, they shot that thing in multiple days. They didn't shoot that friend's reunion in one afternoon. Come on. I don't know. They couldn't possibly have. Because you have to shoot for that outdoor thing with the audience. Then you have to set up in the studio. But maybe they did set the up. studio stuff in the morning and in the mm. afternoon and the nighttime. Was, because they were all wearing the same stuff. Well, that's the thing movies do. But anyway, I enjoyed... I was not a huge Friends fan. I mean, I certainly watched it like most people did. Um, towards the end, I probably didn't watch Friends anymore when it got kind of silly and full of guest stars. Some of those guest stars... Came back. Yeah. There were other celebrities on the show, like Lady Gaga. That was a little weird. And like Justin Bieber shows up at one point for like 10 seconds, yeah. which was weird. Um, but I thought, you know what? I think people got what they wanted out of it. I think people got to see the friends sitting in the coffee shop talking. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was good. And they talked about their real lives and stuff. And yeah. Some of the show. So I thought they did a good job with it. It, it wasn't like, you know, it, it, you know. It's not like a sense. If if you were a Friends fan, I think you'll dig it. Yeah. If you're not, then, you know, yeah. So HBO Max has that as well. They've also got the next show that I'm going to talk about, which I think this is the thing you thought I was going to say, but I said Mm -hmm. PAX, and that is Mayor of Easttown. So good. A detective show. So good. With Kate Winslet taking place in rural Pennsylvania. 
and there has been a young girl that was murdered and they have to find, she has to find out who did it. She's the detective. And then she gets uh, an, another detective to come join her. And they have sort of the very much the modern true detective, even though this isn't true detective. This very well could have been true detective. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it kind of has that thing where a detective is haunted by a previous case mm-hmm. and this other detective has to help. And they're kind of uh, kind of not really getting along. And then they end up getting along and. Um, but it was really well done. Oh, it was so good. Uh, really, you know, saying that it was twists, turns, um, you know, lots of, it has to have been this guy. It has to have. And then you think it's that guy. And then it's, you know, it's just lots of that stuff. The Mm -hmm. red herrings that these shows are kind of known for. Uh, it looked great. They clearly spent a lot of money on this. Again, Gene Smart is in this movie as well as in this show as well as Hacks. And, um, yeah, lots of good stuff. Um, you know, keeps you guessing for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one criticism that I would say of of this thing is that, boy, there's a lot of characters to keep track of. Now, you're laughing because you're going, oh, that's old man Joel, can't keep track of characters on a TV show. I explained to you before we, during everything. Did we know that? Did we know this? Well, there's another show that we'll, we'll talk about in a minute too, but, when these shows are weekly, mm-hmm. meaning you're not binging them, you're not doing two a week or I know what whatever. Means. I'm explaining for people at home, talking to them as well, not just you. Thank you very much. When you know you're doing the weekly things, you might forget more stuff than if you were watching, you know, ten episodes over a week or so in your house. You know, mm-hmm. so so to me that 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 may be a thing. Plus, it just got a huge cast. I mean. David Denman, Roy from The Office is in this, and mm-hmm. uh, just lots of people, all the actors you'll probably know, um, and, you know, the setting is really cool, this little town in Pennsylvania, everybody knows each other, you know, um, but, you know, it has all of the TV tropes, the chief who says she's too close to the case and all that stuff, that all happens, um, but I thought it really was pretty satisfying and very well done. Kate Winslet's just good. You know, mm-hmm. she's just good actress. She is. She's good. She's good in this. Uh, so, yeah, I absolutely recommend if you want a crime show. It's not based on a true story or anything, but it is a, a really well done. I think 10 episodes. No, it was seven. I think they did seven, right? Are these six? I have no seven, idea. eight. Something. It's not quite 10. No. Because I remember when it was ending, it's like, oh, it's the last one. And you were like, oh, yeah, it's shorter than normal. I go, yeah. So that's nice. That's nice. They don't stretch stuff out, though. Yeah. You know, or they require 10 episodes or whatever. So it's nice. Mm-hmm. So I recommend Mare of Town on HBO Max. All right, Layla, what else you got? Uh, Pick a good one. Let's do Cruel Summer on Hulu. Yeah, Cruel Summer. Another crime show. This is the one you got really confused with. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. No, there's another show that I got more confused by. No, this was... This is not the one that confused me the most. No, not at all. I figured out a part of the big twist on this one. Yes, but then you would say, did we know that? Again, it's a weekly show. I know, but it was like big things. (laughs) All right. Explain what Cruel Summer is. When? Who is it? What's it about? uh, Who is it? I don't know. It's who's a, in it? What does it take place? I don't place? know who's in it. Well, I mean, just describe the characters. It's about... <laughs> he just slammed his hand <laughs> on his face. Palm hitting forehead. Yeah. All right. You know what? I do that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's so funny. Um, it's about 
um, a high school girl who goes missing mm-hmm. and they blame it on another girl and it's shot over three years. So mm-hmm. one scene is from like, was it 93? 93. It's yeah, like 93, five, 94, yeah. 95. And they go back and forth. And I think it's really well done that you can tell what year they're yeah. in. Like, right drastically yeah because the way that they're dressed and the hairstyles and just like the coloring yeah. of everything yeah is... 93 is like super bright yeah and like almost unrealistically bright and colorful 94 is more like normal looking yep. and then 95 is like super dark Dark, yeah. yeah yeah and it's really good they did a good job that way yeah um it kind of got slow there for a minute yeah i felt like nothing none of it, the it questions could have been an answered. episode or two too long yeah Things weren't because there's just, big mysteries and they kind of wait till the last one to reveal them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's you know, she's abducted. And, and basically, it's not that the other girl abducted her. It's that, you know, did she know something about her abduction that she didn't let on? And is she in some way responsible for what happened? Right. And it's kind of a she said, she said. And of course, you know, it's the nerdy girl who wants to be, you know, the, the head cheerleader basically is the girl that goes missing. Right. And this nerdy girl ends up becoming hip because she's gone and her boyfriend ends up dating her. And yeah. so they're rivals. And, you know, you would call this a young adult. I mean, it was on free oh, yeah. form. So you would call this young adult. But I think grownups would actually like the show because it's it's it's. Uh, I mean, you kind you enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. And I because I read that, hey, this is a young adult show, but it doesn't have all of the tropes of some of those mm-hmm. um that it is a, like a legitimately good crime story and we like those and yeah it was very good um a lot of i don't have the names of the actresses here i probably should but uh they did a good job both lead actresses were great mm-hmm. i thought and some of the parents were were good and you know a lot of again a lot of characters a lot of stuff to keep track of uh harley quinn smith Yes, Kevin Smith's daughter. Kevin Smith's daughter is in this. Who yeah. I had never seen her in anything. I guess she's in a bunch of Kevin Smith movies, but like I said, I've never seen her in anything before. And I, <laughs> because and she's the one that kind of annoyed me in the Yeah, show. well that's her kind of her role is kind of the the Yeah. The 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 annoying gal uh friend. But you know, she's one girl's friend and then she flips becomes the other girl's friend. So it's it's there's a lot of cool stuff in this. Um, the structure of it, you might go, man, I don't know if I'd understand it, but you, 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 you figure it out pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, you might think, oh, I don't want to watch a show about a bunch of teenagers, but, um, it's got a really great story and, and, uh, one that I've not really seen done a lot of times, yeah. I think too. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed Cruel Summer. They did a good job. Jessica Beal was one of the producers of that. Did you mm-hmm. know that? Or executive producers. Yeah. So yeah, Cruel Summer was good. Uh, do you want to know the show that confused me? Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of the other young adult thing Let that me we see watched. If I can figure it out. Well, I just said it's another young adult thing that we watched. Oh. <laughs> Panic on Amazon Prime was yeah. the show. Now, this this is another show about high school students. A a good enough show, but probably not as good as Cruel Summer. No. Certainly not as good as Mayor of Easttown or anything. Mm-mm. But this show is about uh, a bunch of high school students who... Uh, take place in a game called Panic as part of their high school graduation where they do a bunch of crazy dares and dangerous, scary things. And they get points. And whoever gets the most points wins $50,000. And uh, the the one girl, the lead gal in this uh, show, needs the money to go to college. And she doesn't have it. Wants to get out of this small town. 
in Texas that they live in, and um, and it's all kind of different students competing. There's kind of the uh, the bad boy, who's played actually by Jack Nicholson's son. Mm-hmm. Did a good job, I Which thought. We didn't He's know a bad it was guy. him. Didn't really know it was him until we looked it up at the end of the show. But that was Jack Nicholson's son. Um, well, I knew his name was Nicholson. I never looked it up to see if it was him or not. But because you kind of go, Jack Nicholson's too old to have this like twenty-something son. But he had a very young wife. <laughs> his 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 last wife was a. A young whippersnapper compared to Jack. So, you know, he hmm. was born in the 90s or whatever. Um, you know, ha- panic kind of goes on a little too long. Yeah. I would say this is the show that confused me more than the other shows. I don't know. <laughs> and maybe it's because it wasn't quite as good of a show or... So you weren't paying as much attention? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean, I enjoyed this, but I mean, part of the mystery is who's running the game? Who's running... The panic game. Who are the judges? Who's putting up the money? That kind of stuff. And, you know, you don't really know that kind of towards the end. And maybe you find out in the middle of who you think it is. And then maybe it's not them. And, you know, who's good, who's bad. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff in it. Um, I think if you like, you know, obviously for young adult stuff. Yeah. I thought it was good. I thought the actors were good. The setting was was pretty good. It was shot well. Um but, you know, it also felt a little like kind of like a high school kind of horror movie, even though it's not a horror movie. It, it kind of did feel like up. that, you yeah. know, like we watched that American Horror Story season that was like the camp yeah. kind of felt like that a little bit. Um, you know, again, most of the actors were unknown, although the one dad was also the dad on Cruel Summer. One of the dads on Cruel Summer, the the black guy. Oh, yeah. It was yeah, a yeah. dad on both to the teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought Panic was pretty good. You know, if you have Amazon Prime, you could do worse. I enjoyed it. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, check out Panic if you want another show to watch. All right. Give us, uh, we'll do a couple more here, Layla. Give us one um, more. At least one more. Let's do Made for Love. Made for Love, another HBO Max show. So, yeah. That is about, he's like a what, a big tech guy? Yeah, think like, Create, uh, like Google. Think Google, Facebook, you know. Yeah. Creator yeah. of all that meets a woman. Yeah, so it's sci-fi. It's yeah. the near future. It's not exactly yeah. today, but it's no. in the future, yeah. And they end up together. And there's things he's trying to develop that he I don't know. Okay. It's a chip. Yeah, can he I, basically. Can I say that? Yeah, he basically says he's created a chip to help people know the other person's thoughts so that they can fall in love and make each other happy and make each other. And basically, it's like it's not like it's a fake woman; it's a no, real woman. Right. But you implant her with the chip, and you have a chip as well. And you have a chip, and then you guys have this level of communication and understanding. Mm-hmm. But of course, you see that he's not really up to good. Right. He's kind of a bad guy. Yeah. And it's Christina Milioti, uh, who was in, um, uh, what was it? Palm. Palm Springs. Palm Springs with Andy Samberg last mm-hmm. year. And she was also the mother on How I Met Your Mother. You yes. guys might know her from that too. So she's a great actress. And, uh, Ray Romano shows up in this as her dad, which I won't kind of ruin the plot of that, but Ray Romano is there. Um, it's, it, it, I w- they wanted this to be, I think, a bigger hit than it was. Yeah. Because I felt like we watched, uh, like, I think after the first two, because my feeling with any TV show is give it two. Because the first one is the pilot. 
Sometimes they change things creatively or things that by the time you get to the second episode, you go, okay, this is better now. Um, but I, I think after two, we were kind of like, do we want to watch this or not? Yeah. And we ended up watching it and kind of going. It wasn't. A, it was what, like eight episodes? Yeah, it was like eight episodes. They were putting out two a week. Um, it's it's pretty it's pretty good. I don't know. It's a it's a comedy that's not terribly funny. It's a sci fi story that the sci fi elements weren't all that interesting. They do some neat stuff. Again, you get Patty Harrison in here in a small role. Kim Whitley shows up. Who I, I probably told the story recently yeah, yeah, on the show, yeah. didn't I? About her. I met Kim Whit. We did comedy together, and she hit on me. Yeah. Yeah. He likes to tell everybody this story. <laughs> I told the story last week about how the comic hit on me that Bill Hildebrand had me. You have to go listen to that one. You never listen I to that one. To yes. It. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, Made for Love is okay. I don't know. It was fine. It's fine. Again, I like Christina Milioti. I think if they make another season of this, I don't know if they've announced that they're making a second season, but it was, it was fine. It's not the greatest show. No. HBO Max has so much good stuff. Watch Starstruck. You know, watch Hacks before you watch this one if you're looking for a comedy. But, you know, Christina Milioti's good. And it, it looked good. It was a nice show. Yeah. All right. So next I'm going to talk about, you know, we've only watched one of these because it just came on. But I think we didn't talk about the last one either, uh, which is Loki on Disney+. Plus. We didn't talk about uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier either at all. No, we didn't. Uh, although there might be a reason for that. <laughs> Look. I'm fine that, you know, Disney Plus is putting out these Marvel shows. Mm -hmm. But I think it's pretty clear at this point that these Marvel shows, you know, based upon WandaVision, which is probably, I guess, the best one of the, yeah. the two that have ran all the way through. I agree. Um, that these are kind of minor. Like, they're using the Avengers characters, the Marvel characters. These stories, if you don't see them and you go back to watch the movies... Uh, assuming uh, it probably it seems like anyway you will not need to have watched the shows to understand the movies not at going all. forward yeah not at because all. they're kind of these side stories and so loki is the new one loki was the bad guy in the first avengers he's the worst we haven't watched this yet brother we watched the first episode the other day oh we did they've aired two of them but yes. we've only seen one as of okay. this time yeah. and i thought the first one was was fairly well done i enjoyed it yeah uh, we'll, maybe we'll watch the second one tonight after we're done recording the show. But anyway, um, I think they did, but I think in general, these Marvel shows, I think have been on some level disappointing. Mm -hmm. They haven't felt like Marvel movies no. in terms of that big feeling. I think there was a charm to WandaVision yeah. in a way well, that it was a little different. It's a little different. I liked all of the parodies of the yeah. various sitcoms. I think when it became a Marvel movie with the good guys fighting the bad guys, superpowers, that show was way less interesting. I agree. Um, but again, they, th they have a good cast, and they have a good cast for all of these. Um, you know, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier felt like a Marvel movie, but it felt like a very minor one. Mm -hmm. It felt like a very forgettable one. I didn't you know? mind it. Yeah, it was fine. It was a, it was a fine show. I didn't mind watching it. Um, but again, now that it's over, do I remember a lot of the highlights of Falcon and the Winter Soldier? No. Not really. There's a lot of the same stuff you see in the Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. You know, where I thought WandaVision felt original. Loki's doing... I guess a time, sort of a time travel thing, I guess, right? Or it's like another dimension. It's kind of hard to... Yeah, I can't quite figure it out Well, yet. when they go to that, the, these keepers of time or whatever it is, mm -hmm. it looks like the 1970s. It's all burnt orange and yeah. these guys are all wearing polyester. So, you know, they're doing some, some neat stuff with it. 
Um, so I don't know. I mean, look, if, if they didn't have these shows and the Mandalorian and there's new Star Wars shows coming out this fall and stuff, um, you know, maybe Disney Plus isn't worth it <laughs> yeah. in a way, because I mean, That's we're not all we really watch are those are those kind of originals. Yeah. And then Hamilton, when it comes out yeah. or this Cruella thing, you know, so, yeah. so you know, it, it's it's not Disney Plus is not maybe for us because we don't have kids and we don't need to put on a show just to keep make the kids shut up. You know, we watch stuff that we like mm-hmm. and the stuff that we like is. You know, I mean, plus a lot of it is just old stuff that I've seen. Right. You know, I want it's hey, I've got all the Star Wars movies on there. But guess what? They're all on Blu-ray on my shelf, too. Right. You know, um, so it's not. Yeah. You know, but hey, Disney Plus is a, is a good service and it's worth the money. And uh, we'll see how Loki plays out. And, and I know there's more coming. So, I mean, there's probably going to be another WandaVision, maybe. I don't know. But don't they're, they're going to do more. I don't know if they would do another. They're doing one. more Mandalorian. They're doing well, more. Yeah, but that's got like a longer storyline. Boba Fett show is coming out this fall. Obi Wan Kenobi show is coming oh. out. Boba Fett. Remember how the in Mandalorian they showed he had Boba Fett's armor. The one guy, and then at the mm-hmm. end they showed him from behind. Yeah, but he was supposed to have died in Return of the Jedi, okay. eaten by that thing, and then he didn't. So anyway, I think Loki's okay. I'm fine with it. We're watching it. We'll see how it goes. All right, give us another show, Layla. Come on. There's two that you really like down there. Yeah. A couple of them, the TV and, Um... right? (laughs) Girls 5 Eva. Yeah, you liked that. I was going to say, that was one of your favorites, right? That's a cute one, yeah. Yeah, Girls 5 Eva. Talk about it. It's about a bunch of women. They're women now who were part of a, a girl girl group yeah spice girls kind of deal yeah yeah but american yeah and kind of broke up and went their own separate ways and it's them trying to come back together they're in their 40s now and they got families some of them and they're trying to yeah get it together it's uh kind of tina fey kind of had something to do with this i guess producing wise um it definitely feels like i felt the comedy Felt more like 30 Rock kind of thing. I never watched 30 I didn't Rock. watch a lot of 30 Rock, so I didn't like it. And I felt the company in here. Got, but, I mean, Girls 5, like, Busy Phillips is in it. Sarah Bareilles mm-hmm. is the other lead. And a couple of the other, uh, you know, you, you'll know these people. Yeah. I think it's the lady from Hamilton is the, the one lady. Yes, she yeah. was in Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, girls, it was just, it was cute and just, I mean, you love girl groups and pop and it is definitely a parody it took of that me back to like my youth and they do was. flashbacks where it's like they're hanging out with the boy band of the day mm-hmm. and they're all trying to sleep with the girls. And then, you know, it's, it's the girls trying to have a hit and they're working with a rapper. So there's a lot of musical parody stuff. Yeah. You see a lot of, I thought when they did their videos, Mm-hmm. Those looked like pretty authentic, yeah, which were funny. Um, I enjoyed Girls Five Ever again. It's kind of one of those shows that I've kind of forgotten about since we've watched yeah, it. Well, it's it's on Peacock, so yeah. you got to get your Peacock on to get this. So yeah. um, it's it's just something that doesn't make you yeah think. It just you were excited to see Girl. I remember you texted me. I got to watch this Girls Five Ever, and I go. Well, we got Peacock because I yeah. signed up for the WWE stuff, of <laughs> which, course. you know, they gave us like three months for nine bucks or something. So I was like, yeah, we'll watch this show. Why not sit through the Peacock commercials? Because we didn't want to was... s- spend the extra money. I'm so spoiled. About commercials. <laughs> 
But yeah, Girls 5 Ever was pretty good. I agree. I, I, I like that show. Uh, let's talk about Halston on Netflix with Ewan McGregor. Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah, you enjoyed this. Again, a Ryan Murphy show. And, and Ryan, the last Ryan Murphy thing we watched was that Hollywood miniseries, which was also on Netflix. His deal is now with Netflix. Although I think he still has shows on FX. Um, and, you know, I like Ryan Murphy's real life stuff. So he made his American crime story about OJ, which was great. Mm-hmm. The one about me. That's a show we should watch or I should watch again. And you should watch the is OJ the killing one? of Johnny Versace. Yeah, because that's that. great. And a lot of it takes place in Miami. But anyway, um, <laughs> that one was great, too. So, you know, I, I go here is him taking on a true story. The story of the fashion designer Halston from the 70s and 80s it was his heyday. And um, you and McGregor playing this flamboyantly gay guy was sort of interesting because yeah. I know him, you know, from Star Wars and train spotting and sort of these hipper kind of things. And I was like, oh, OK, this is different but for him. He did a really he well. did a really good job. Tons and tons of graphic gay sex in this. Yes. You got to admit that because he had various lovers and you see them in here and mm-hmm. um uh, they did a really good job capturing, you know, the seventies and the drug use and studio 54. And there's a Liza Minnelli was Halston's best friend. So there's an actress that does, I think a pretty good job playing Liza mm-hmm. in this. Um, and you know, I also, cause I liked this series. I watched the Halston documentary, yes, which did. is on prime, which came out a few years ago and they did a great job recreating his offices with all the red carpeting and the mirrors and the skyline of New York. Yeah. Like that was all real. And they show it in the documentary. Yeah, it was really amazing. And like his apartment is like this famous apartment Mm. in New York that Tom Ford now owns. And they recreated that for the series. So they did a good job of it. It's a good story. I mean, he was number one fashion designer of his day. Yeah. And kind of now, I think there's still Halston stuff out there. I never had heard of him. Well, I remember being in the 80s, you know, just seeing it everywhere. The Halston cologne and that bottle. And there's a lot of that talking in there, yeah, the, there the bottle, is, yeah. about the bottle and how he designed the bottle. It had to be a certain way. And, um, you know, it, a lot of it is that, you know, he sold his name and, you know, he sold the company for a bunch of money because mm-hmm. he was a poor kid. He wanted to be rich. And then when he was rich, he couldn't hold it together. And he had the answer to the corporate overlords. And uh, so kind of a tragedy. And, of course, he he died young, which... We won't get into here, but uh, so that was very sad. But Ewan McGregor did a great job. And while Ryan Murphy, you know, Hollywood was pretty good. It wasn't my favorite thing he ever did. I think Halston was uh, more like uh, what I like from Ryan Murphy. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It was uh, really good. It was a good series. I would All right. recommend that. Yeah, definitely. Watch Halston. Very good stuff. What else you got, Layla? We'll, do, we'll each do one more. How's that? You started and then you do one. I'll do one. On. There's one we love. Well, am There's, I doing a TV or a movie? You can do either one. Let's do Kid Detective. Kid Detective. Cool movie. Yeah. yeah that was talk, cool. talk about it. Adam Brody. Yeah. I know someone's name. Well, how do you know? Let me ask you this. What is Adam Brody famous for? The OC. The OC. I'd see. That's a show I've never <laughs> seen. But I know him from stuff. Yeah. Like, I recognized yes. him and I knew him, but I did not know the, what kind of made him yeah. famous. He was in the, from, for me, it was, he was in the OC. Okay. When I was like in junior high. All right. High school. The OC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It, so it's about a kid who. A guy mm-hmm. who is a detective, but he's really known for being a child detective. Yeah. 
And he just never got out of that. But he's not as good as he used to be. Well, he grew up and he was like saying, you know, the, the, you know, the, the milk money disappeared from the box and he was 12 years old and he'd solve the mystery. Right. And he ended up in the local paper and kind of became this local celebrity. Mm-hmm. But now he's old and kind of drinks too much and never really got a real still job. Still office. trying to be a detective. And so he's kind of washed up. But he's got to kind of solve a real case. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was very well done. Yeah. Again, and you could totally see this and it very well may happen because I think I read that on the Wikipedia. There may be a series made out of uh, the kid detective. I could see that. Because you could something. totally see this again, kind of in the same way that Mayor works, right? Mayor of East Town, where it's like a detective who's kind of got problems mm-hmm. and, you know, family issues and that whole thing. Yeah. It was really well done. Um, if this movie came out last year, it was kind of a little movie that a lot of people didn't see, but I heard it was really good. And, uh, and it was. And it came out uh, I, i'm pretty I was, sure i saw the preview for it and said i want to see this yeah well yeah. it's it's a good movie uh it's kid detective Prime, right no i think you rent this one we rented it did we yeah okay yeah we rented it on the amazon thing you can find it there okay but yeah kid detective you gotta rent now it might be i don't know maybe it'll be on a maybe it's too soon to be on a streaming service i don't know but mm-hmm. um you can rent this uh, kid detective it's really well done again i think it works as a detective story and the stuff about him drinking too much and his family stuff is cool too yeah and you know him uh he has to sort of investigate current high school kids yeah and i thought those were some of the funnier scenes in the movie because it is sort of a black comedy but there is a real murder mystery that he's trying to solve so really good stuff uh really good stuff i enjoyed kid detective it's one of my favorite things and then i guess i guess we'll end it here i gotta pick one more and i'm trying to decide Pick the one you think i should have talked about well uh we watch bad trip but i'm not gonna talk about it no Documental season four on Prime. We're going to end with that one today. All right. If you guys, and I know I've talked about these over the years on this show. So dumb, but they're so funny. Documental is a show from Japan where a bunch of comedians are put into a house. They all put up a million yen, Mm -hmm. which is about 10,000 American dollars. And they all put up a million yen. And the winner, the guy who can go the longest without laughing... In this house where everyone's trying to make each other laugh wins all the money. And it's hosted by, oh, I forget the guy's name. Metsuz Mazuki, I forget the guy's name, but he's a uh, you're asking he's me. a famous Japanese comedian. And again, as an American, you're not going to know any of these people. No. Uh, uh, but and they're all very funny and on. it's subtitles. You got to turn the subtitles on and it gets because re- these Japanese guys, they're so like proper and they take it so seriously if they didn't take this seriously this would not be as good a show no because the, the what's funny is you know any little giggle the alarm goes off the judge walks and so you know they're trapped in a house like big brother not even a house it is it's a set yeah it's a, bat, like a kitchen yeah it's like a kitchen and a dining room yeah. yeah a living room um so they're just trying to make each other laugh these guys bring in wacky outfits they start smacking each other around they get their dicks out i'm, I'm gonna spoil it a little bit but dicks come there's a lady on this season of there was a lady, a lady last in the season. season but this is the fourth one that they've put on Amazon Prime of the original Japanese right. documental. There's other ones. We'll talk about those in a second. But um, I think they've made seven or eight in Japan. So mm-hmm. there'll be more coming. Um, we laugh so much do. during documental. It's so Their facial funny. expressions. Oh, my God. Are hysterical. Trying to not laugh. And they're spitting food across the room. And they're just they're smacking each they're other's asses. And- it's, their, it's just... 
there's so much weird stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the alarm goes off. The judge walks in and like, who left? Who left? We don't know who left. And he comes in and he has his yellow card or his red card that kind of is the warning. Oh, it's so great. Of, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it takes place. It's like six hour. Yeah. They're in this house for six hours. Mm-hmm. And the show is about that long. I think it's five or six episodes. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of watching it in real time as it happens. And it is really funny. And then we like it because, like, they bring guys back. Sometimes it's new guys. Sometimes it's guys they bring back. And we're, like, excited in the beginning when to see who's coming back. Right. Because uh, we're fans. But, yeah, go back. Watch Documental from season one. It's really a funny show. It's it not, is. I'm not saying it's for everybody, but, it's you know, not. you do have to read subtitles. There's references to Japanese things that you may not understand. You know, they're talking about I never understand actors it. and stuff. And, um but boy, the physical stuff on there and the guys trying to not laugh I think, is great. I still think season one is my all-time favorite. Is your favorite? favorite. Well, season two got crazy, though. I remember how funny that was. I don't know. Was. Yeah, this current one was good, though. Season four the that just came out is good. on season one. Yeah, and yeah. The there's some rubber good stuff. band. Yeah, there's yeah. some hilarious yeah. stuff. We could watch Documental again from season one and, and just laugh, laugh just as much. Oh, we should do that. And there's also, uh, there's been a, there was a Mexican version of this that's on Prime. And an Australian. Called Last One. The Australian Last One Laughing was actually pretty good. Yeah, the Mexican we, one was bad. Yeah, the Mexican one we didn't watch all that well through. But the Australian one's good because at least it's in English, even though you don't really know those and actors all Rebel that much. Rebel Wilson host. And Rebel Wilson is the host of that. So if you want to watch... Kind of the, uh, uh, an English version of it. You can watch the Australian Last One Laughing on Prime as well. So it's good. But, uh, yeah, yeah Last One Laughing. Watch it. It's good. Yep. No, documental. 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 Season four just came out. Last One Laughing is good. And again, Bad Trip with, uh, Bad Trip was funny. Bad Trip was not funny. <laughs> Bad Trip was funny. Not for me, it wasn't. <laughs> somebody was, somebody was having a bad trip during I bad. was having a really bad trip. <laughs> I, I will never have an edible again. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if that's going to happen. But anyway, Bad Trip was funny. It's on Netflix. It's stupid. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed it. All right. Let's wrap this Hi. up. You ready to wrap this up? Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Joel Radio. I thought you were about to thank me for being Thank you, Layla. You. Of course. Thank you, Layla. You're welcome. For coming in and adding your insight to these mm-hmm wonderful shows mm-hmm. that we spend our evenings and afternoons watching together yes, we do. as best we can. And don't forget about the advanced comedy class, July 10th at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Coming up. I'm hosting. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> One of the students gets to host the graduation showcase. Listen. <laughs> can I at least do the... Good evening, ladies yeah, and gentlemen, and welcome that? to Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. I bet My job. Mark wouldn't mind if I did that. Uh, we'll, we'll see about that. Okay. Uh, but that is starts July 10th. Don't forget also, if you go on Facebook, I think I put a link to it on, on JoelRadio.net, uh, the memorial One Last Laugh with Bill Hildebrandt. That's July 16th yep. in Royal Oak at the park. Uh, I think it's the JC Park. But again, that information is up on JoelRadio.net. You can link to Facebook and find that out. Uh, we're going to keep watching stuff. We'll come back with more shows. And thanks to Layla. You're welcome. Love you. Love you. We got a great trip coming up. Yep. Not a bad trip. Nope. Good a trip. good trip. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye from Layla Radio. Yes. <laughs> Layla Radio. All right. Sounds good. Good night, everybody. We'll good catch night. you next time.